Hey everyone, and welcome to 121 in Flux. I am Peter, that is Connor. We talk about movies on this show, typically older movies. Well, this one's not that old. We, of course, are working our way through right now because Spider-Man Homecoming is coming up. We did the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man uh, a couple of weeks ago, so this is going to be us doing Spider-Man 2, the middle chapter of the trilogy. We'll start... Nah, nah, you know what, just full spoilers. I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah, think yeah. much I was going to say, we, we didn't do spoilers on the last one. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's much point. So we'll, we'll just go full spoilers. Uh, on the movie and uh, so we're doing the, the Rami trilogy uh, we're saving Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2 for when the next because there's going to be a Homecoming sequel in a couple of years we'll do those then we'll have to do them all in one go so no um, so I'll make sure there's a link to the the first Spider-Man review uh, somewhere in the corner about now but basically we, we talked about it we, we had some nice things to say we had a lot of criticism some stuff that hadn't aged that well Um and we're going to go into Spider-Man 2, which of course is generally regarded as a really great superhero movie. Uh, people t- often talk about it as being their favourite of the trilogy, and we'll see if it's held up. Obviously, we mentioned last time we hadn't watched any of these movies in nearly a decade, or perhaps close to a decade, and so obviously this one's arguably... Well, depends. Yeah, no, I probably watched them all about the same time last time I watched yeah, them. Yeah, the last so. time I watched them was all in the run-up to the third one, yeah, and so then I haven't watched them since. A while ago, then. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, fresh thought here. So Spider Man Two, Doc Ock and stuff. Doc Ock and stuff. Is that, is that how you're selling the whole movie? Doc Ock and Mary Jane running in slow motion with a Dutch angle and a wedding dress. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. I think we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to start negative, even though I'm going to be really negative about that stupid slow mo wedding dress run. <laughs> Uh, when we get to it, but I don't want to start negative. Um, I like a lot about this movie. Now, obviously, a lot of the criticisms I had about the first one carry over. Namely, Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst yeah. and James yeah. Franco. Um, all three of them, I think, are miscast. They're not necessarily all bad actors, although Tobey Maguire... Is... Yeah, the case could be argued for him, at least. Yeah, he ha- has mopey face, and then some of the faces he pulls at times... and It's the, it's the constipation face that cracks yeah. me up. And then, the, uh, obviously, one of the complaints about the first one, which again carries over here, is that there's like almost no banter from Spider-Man as he's you know doing his thing. There's no wisecracks almost. The the what the closest it comes is uh, when Doc Ock gra- during the bank sequence. Doc Ock grabs him and says, "You're getting on my nerves," and he says, "Oh, I've got a knack for that." And that is the only one, like in yeah. the entire movie, it is it's really quite telling and it's like oh man this is missing and, and that's the thing as well because it's not like it's a, a movie devoid of humour it just doesn't oh, no, yeah. come from him no yeah, there's a lot of humour Sam Raimi has, 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 a, has a fun of uh, humour look at the Bruce Campbell cameo where he's the he's the, the usher at the, the theatre yeah. and he's like oh right, watch your shoe watch your tie can I help you sir I mean he's yeah. gold he steals the movie he's, he's in like one scene and he practically steals the movie no he does I'm not gonna, I'm not disputing that he's great he's great um, much like the first one, the actor playing the villain is really good. Uh, you have uh, Alfred Molina who's uh, playing Doc Ock. Yeah, he's quite good. Uh, vill- villains better than the first film because he's not as ridiculously cheesy and he doesn't look like shit. Cats, stop it. Yeah, I mean that's the first thing. I think the design it's it's it works because it's kind of simple. It also works well in the com like the action sequences that like they use it quite well. Like him using the extra arms to do things like balance himself and catch himself and see other people coming at him. Like, Even just the way he walks up walls with it, it's you know, it's, it's just it does something more inventive with it than it's you know, cool, the, yeah. the stupid hoverboard. 
Yeah, yeah. It, it just it has m- there's much more inventive things going on with it. Um, yeah. He's it, he's also I think slightly more interesting. It, they don't rush his origin in like the first ten minutes. It takes a bit more time. Um, yeah, and the the evil snap is a bit different. It is a little bit different, yeah. Um, although I do have some criticisms that we'll get to as we're going through the plot. Yeah. Uh, the, the, and the other big thing that I think works really well in this movie is the action scenes are much better than the first oh, one. Uh, yeah, definitely. The uh, the fight that leads to the train sequence and then the train sequence itself is great. Yeah. Uh, some of the other bits are good too, but that's the one that stands out really, really well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just before we go too much further, I watched 2.1, I think you didn't. So just mm. in case I reference a scene and you're like, what? Yeah. That's... That's because it's in two point one, but I have no idea what what's new for this. I have not cl- got a clue. I had the option of watching two point one. I just decided not to. I thought, no, I'll watch the original theatrical version. That I've never. I, think the, that, I don't think I've ever even seen two point one. I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't think to communicate with you as to which which version we were going to do. I just stuck one in. Mm. Um, so no, action's very good. Uh, also, the overall kind of idea of him giving up and then realizing why he's actually a hero. Um, it's, it's kind of a standard old superhero story. It's very Superman two. In fact, I actually think it's quite funny that Superman two has a very similar kind of mm. he's given up kind of idea in in the middle of the movie and then realizes no, he can't be. He needs to be there for people and he becomes the hero again. Uh, but it works really well, uh, and I like most of it. Yeah, sense. there's, there's. I think there's maybe one particular moment that I really didn't like in that hmm. section. Well, let's let's go through it then. Let's uh, talk about the various things. And I think uh, Harry's kind of a problem for me right from the start of the movie when we meet him and he he comes. You know, Peter comes home and it's like surprise, happy birthday, and this is all his friends in the world. It's quite sad. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, the first part of the movie is just sort of showing you. I, I I would almost argue that it beats over your your head too much just how down in his luck Peter is with everything his rent's not in, in time, he's getting fired, he's not showing up for class on time like everything in his life is just a complete miserable mess Pretty except, much. For the fact that, except for the fact that he's Spider-Man obviously well yeah and that's also yeah, the reason yeah oh, oh of course yeah because you know, obviously the you know uh, Professor what's his face the guy who becomes a uh, wizard I can't remember his name God. Connor. Connors. There you go. Kurt Connors. Um like he's like, Oh, you're brilliant, but you're lazy, kind of thing. Like well he's not lazy, he's just he's busy. Yeah, it's the same way whenever he goes to work and he's late, he says, Oh, there was a distraction or whatever it was. Yeah. Um so yeah, you have the the fun pizza scene which kinda like brings us back into the world and shows him shows us where he's at. Um, there are some points though I like about showing like how down and out he is. Uh, one thing I really like, and this is a very Sam Raimi thing, is when he's walking. It's, it's later on. He has the action sequence after he's supposed to go to the play to see MJ's play. Mm. He, he doesn't get there because there's a, a crime that happens, and you know at least today I sure because he's late. Um, but when he's like walking home, dragging his motorbike uh, back home. He, he passes like a wall of posters for the play, so it's just Mary Jane's face, like like a thousand times behind him as he's walking down the street, just reminding him of how shitty he yeah. feels. Uh, like I like that touch. That's a really simple little thing that I, I like a lot. No, that was um, nice. But yeah, so so yeah, we're in this place where Harry's kind of just sleazy and evil, but still being friends. But every yeah. time it's like, but, Ed, but clearly not friends enough to let them still live together. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he's he's letting them be in a rundown apartment. I, um, I don't get that. Like, so you presumably kicked him out, or he chose to leave. I'm not entirely sure. It's very unclear. 
as to you know what actually happened but you still chose well well actually no because think about it he's living in his dad's place now so he moved back to his house and then it just kind of left the apartment in limbo Uh, i suppose so it's less less that you kicked him out and she's like well i don't need this apartment anymore peter sorry i'm going home yeah yeah but you know a proper friend be like hey come crash here there's enough rooms hey maybe he offered i don't know it doesn't happen on camera but but his attitude would suggest he didn't <laughs> sure um yeah well it's almost comical how how repeatedly he brings up yeah you take pictures of spider-man who is the bug and then like then then the party goes on normal and then like two seconds later yeah but you keep protecting spider-man it's like god damn it harry stop being so one not <laughs> i know i mean even, even his butler's like dude you're obsessed Ex- exactly he, like the, the butler's like you know, your dad was only obsessed about his work, right? Not about all this other shit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm comparing you to your homicidal father, and I'm saying that you're coming out looking worse here. Take a hint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not great, is it? <laughs> well, to be fair, maybe the butler didn't know about the the goblin. Because remember, no one found out because... No, no, that that's true. But yeah. even so, it's still not great, is it? Going, hey, you know, you're pretty obsessed here. Hmm. So, nah, so, so Peter's introduced to uh, to Doc Ock, to uh, you know, Octavius, uh, before he becomes Doc Ock. And I thought this one did a much. I, I actually almost want to complain that it's almost too similar to the first movie, but better in the sense that it's a scientist who's a nice person, but is corrupted. And then, and you know what? One thing I'm really going to criticize: we end up with a third act where Mary Jane is yet again kidnapped by the villain and is in peril. And yet again, I want to give the problem with Mary Jane in general that I did in the first one. I don't understand what the deal is. She doesn't do like there's nothing about her for for us to see why Peter likes her so much. Yeah, I think it works a little bit better than this one because it feels like it feels like it's already established. Now I know that we're arguing yeah, this yeah. is the in, in the first movie. It, it wasn't. It wasn't no, really no, established. No, no, I know what you mean because this is the bit yeah. that's kind of a bit strange. So it shouldn't be seeing as much of it. I get yeah. that, but it's still. But because they haven't established it, it just sticks out more. Yeah, but taking on its own, this is just where they are. Like I just kind of accept it and you go with it. Beca- yeah, because I don't like. I, I do think like Mary Jane is kind of bad in these movies. Like she she is not particularly likable. Um. She, I, I don't know. Like she, she she's she, pretty much she, the damsel in distress in all of them. She, she is. She's a damsel in distress. But before she's the damsel in distress, she's really weird with Peter. Like she's trying to like go them into because she kind of likes him now, and she's trying to like get him to say something, and she's kind of almost mean about it in some places. Like you know, after the party, like they have that very sort of the scene that's meant to echo back to this, the first movie when they they talk in the the backyards with over the yeah. fence. Um. And she she's she tries to bring stuff up and he's like, oh, come to your, I'll, I'll come to the play and like he's trying to be nice and uh, and it just feels like she throws like oh I'm seeing someone now it feels like she only brings that up to goad him rather than because she's actually wanting to give him the information that she's in a relationship yeah pretty much um, and it makes her boyfriend the astronaut um, which by the way I love that J Jonah Jameson says my son the astronaut. Uh, yeah, it's like a hilarious line. Uh, also, my, yeah. my one of my favorite lines. I think I mentioned this in the last review that I love when he says, uh, "Like his wife, oh your wife phone, she lost her checkbook. Thanks for the good news." And he just keeps going. Like I love that line. Chase Emerson is undoubtedly the 
best part. Oh yes, he's movie. fantastic. Every line that comes out of his mouth is gold. It's it fantastic. is. He he doesn't have a bad moment. Uh, in fact, the famous gift that everyone uses to laugh at people when they you know yeah, say yeah. something ridiculous is in this one when he asks for an advance on his pay. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's glorious, isn't it? He's fantastic. He's, he's great. Uh, J.K. Simmons is a is a treasure who should be he cherished. Is, yeah. Um, but yeah, so everything about that, and obviously he doesn't show up, and you see she's upset that he's not in the on not in the scene. That, that, that's 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 fine. Um, and then we have that scene because I actually really like the scene when he when he calls her right, and she doesn't answer, but she, he's on the, the answering machine, so he's talking anyway. But he runs out of money. He's on a payphone, right, and. He realizes he can't answer, and she's pissed at him on the other end, and we see her reacting, and she seems like she's overreacting a bit, but whatever. But I do like the whole idea that once the phone, once he knows she can't hear him, he keeps talking anyway and tells her that he's Spider Man. Mm. I really like that concept. Now, admittedly, it being Tobey Maguire and her being Kirsten Dunst, it doesn't have the same weight that it should. But I actually really like the scene for what it is as a, as a you know, no, as an idea. idea. Yeah, yeah, like I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, it's the confession when you're safe. But yeah. you just need, you just want to say it, and it, it's it is a good idea. It's just the, he doesn't sell it. Uh, yeah, and that, that's the other thing as well is the, the the trope of oh I can't tell the ones I love that I'm Spider Man because that'll put them in danger, and it's something that it, it's gradually bugged me more and more as years have went on because more and more movies and TV shows have used it. And more and more, it's like, no, it's kind of bullshit. If they knew you're Spider Man, they know there's danger, and they can maybe take some precautions. Keeping them in the dark just makes it feel more dangerous to me. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I see your problem. Um, so it was, it was at one point when he's, he's whinging about it. I, I think to... Uh, who's he saying it to? Maybe he's just saying it to himself. I can't remember. Uh, I think he's just narrating, actually. Um, Probably. I, I'm getting confused with the scene because it's obviously when he's uh, deciding not to be Spider-Man anymore, he has that scene where he, he talks to Uncle Ben and his head mm. and has, has that sort of moment where he basically says he's given it up and... And I like the whole no more thing. I like that he does give it up. That he sees that you know what, maybe I could make class on time. I could have time for everything if I wasn't Spider Man. Um, and you have that really, honestly, kind of powerful scene where he sees the guy being mugged and he walks away. He just decides not to do something. See, that was the the moment that really kind of bothered me. Oh, because it was like, did you learn nothing in the last movie? This was literally your mm-hmm. entire problem was you did nothing and it caused all your shit. And uh, it's like you, you didn't take anything away from that. Well, I, I took that as... Uh, well, he, I think he did take something away with that, though, because that, that, that kind of spurs him on to confess to Aunt May. Not about being Spider-Man, just about, like... Well, it, well, yeah, I just feel like... I mean, what if that had happened again? Like, you know, not the same, but what if these muggers that he didn't stop went on and did whatever? Well, I don't get what your point is, really, though, because that's kind of the, that's kind of the point of the scene, is that... If he's not going to be Spider-Man, he has to let it all go. He can't intervene ever. Yeah, I like, d- it just it, it bothers me that you know it, even if he doesn't do something Spider-Man-y, he doesn't do anything. Like what? You no, know, phone the police. Go, hey, dude's being mugged. Oh, Send an ambulance. Sh- sure, sure. I mean, but th- that's what makes it so hard for him in the scene, though, is that he knows what yeah. that this means because he he did go through this, and that's why it spurs the confession to Aunt May. Like it means oh, something. I get that. Uh, and he has to like if he's not going to be Spider Man, he can't do this. And then he eventually does go into the burning building, even though yeah. like he hasn't. He's you know his powers are malfunctioning and it's all in his head. He goes to the doctor and all the rest. I do of have it. a little problem with that powers malfunctioning stuff. Go on. Uh, so the first time we see it, you know, when he, he's swinging or whatever, and then he starts falling. Yeah. I think he 
um, falls onto the roof that time. And then it isn't mentioned. Like, he, he does nothing about it. It, 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 it. He just carries on. We get a funny scene of him going down the elevator. Sure. But then the next time we see Spider-Man is uh, when, I think it's Doc Ock's origin. Yeah. And, and he intervenes and powers are completely fine, no problem. But it, it, it really bothers me that there wasn't a scene in between of any sort of consideration as to what had happened. Like, it was just, oh, it happened and that was it. No, I, I get you. I mean, I, I'm cool with the overall progression of it because it is kind of like they're fluctuating in and out. Like, because obviously later on it starts happening again. It starts becoming more severe to the point where it's just not happening at all. I, I just feel like yeah. if, it's, if it happened once when you were literally, you know, you were flying through midair yeah, and yeah, you, you, you fell, you would, you would think about this. You would, yeah, you would have some thoughts about it. You would consider it. But um, the, the overall progression of it doesn't bother me. But I do agree. There probably should be a scene after that first time where he's like, okay, maybe yeah. something's wrong. Maybe I should do something and try and protect Yeah, him. yeah. And then maybe but, he goes, oh, it's all fine now. Whatever. Admittedly, though, even if he's still doubtful about his powers, I still get why he still intervenes because he sees something's going wrong and he, he jumps to yeah, action. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, he never actually uses much of his uh, webbing or anything. It's most mostly. Um... No, but to be fair, when the powers go, even the the, the grip goes right. Oh, later on, but so far none of the, nothing of the other stuffs went. That's no, later. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's you know it's it's builds. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually really like that shot. Seeing as he's pulling out the power cables. The, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's like it's the, nice. the bird's eye shot of him like pulling them out really really yeah. nice I, I will say my only other problem with the whole powers being gone thing that really bothers me is so he does the you know the hand to to release the web mm-hmm. and nothing happens but it still makes the noise it does yes why to make it sound like he's empty from a from a filmmaking point of view, that that was the that was the choice. It sounds it like choice. it sounds like there's nothing in there. He's trying the mechanisms, trying to do it, but there's nothing there because he's. I guess the the reason is he's not producing the <laughs> the webbing because he's he's not. Basically, the whole thing's about you know being impotent. <laughs> That's it the is, whole thing. Yeah, I just I feel like it was a weird choice to have the sound because the sound is identical still. Uh, yeah, sure, that's sure. Uh, so it it just bothers me a little bit. Uh. I guess I take that as the thing's still opening up, but it's just not coming out. He can't climax, if you will, if we're comparing it to that. Um, and because I actually, again, a lot of the stuff with this works really well for me. I really like the uh, the scene where he finally ultimately makes the decision because he goes and sees Aunt May again. Like she, she reacts kind of harshly when he first tells her, but when he comes back, she's like, "Oh no, it's just like, like you, you took, you were brave to tell me. Uh, I'm proud of you for doing it, and like you, you can never have known." Blah blah blah. Uh, but the kid across the street's helping her move because she's moving to a smaller place uh, that she can afford, and she gives the classic sort of well, I mean, people need Spider-Man for inspiration. It's not just about everyone you save; it's about the the belief that they can also be something, and so on and so forth. Because the kid yeah. wants to be Spider-Man when he grows up. It's classic superhero stuff, but it's done really it well. It works. Yeah. Uh, it's tried and true. Um, and he even has like the very similar thing from the first movie where he tries to run and jump over the buildings uh, from roof to roof and he, he thinks he can do it and then he can't uh, and again the, the comedy of the movie is he, he lands in a car and as he's walking away through the cars holding his because he, obviously he says I'm back baby as he's like you know flying in the air yeah and then he's he like falls. I'm back I'm back yeah and then he's like oh my back my back yeah. after he lands and then just as he's walking he leans in a car and it's, the alarm goes off and it's, it's just that extra bit of comedy it's like yeah everything's going wrong it's not just the one thing 
Everything yeah, yeah. That can the alarm go didn't go off on the one that he landed on, but this one that you just touch. Maybe it doesn't have an alarm. Not every car's got an alarm. They don't. It just, it's just more amusing to me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I feel quite bad for whoever owns that car, though. A big dent in the roof now just because he <laughs> landed on it. I wonder if insurance covers falling Spider-Man. Well, he wouldn't even know what it was, though. He'd just come out and there'd be a dent in his roof. That's true. Insurance should cover that. Yeah, it's like, you'd think. What caused it? I don't know. I came out and there was a dent in the roof. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> I, th- I think it's more notable that nothing's there now either to have caused the dent. Yeah. I guess you would assume it was vandalism. Like, you know, you'd s- have to, someone yeah. jumped on top of it or something. I don't know. But yeah. And I think vandalism would be covered by insurance. Seems like something you'd have covered in there. One would assume so. Because, you know, it's, it's, a, it's not. It's probably like a subdivision of theft. Like, it's not quite thieving, but it's. Like yeah, and, and I assume if you're in a, a violent area, you know, like a, a, you know, where you, your insurance premiums would be higher to cover that. Probably, I would imagine. I, you know, it's it's. I bet they cover you know smashed in windows. So why not a, a, a dented in roof? It does. I don't know why we're talking about this so much, but here we are. Um, so no, uh, nah, the, the the no more powers thing works, and he makes a choice to be Spider-Man again. Um, and that's when he goes and see, MJ like calls him, and obviously we've learned at this point she's getting married and she's marrying the astronaut. And he he does go to her play while he's not got powers, and he makes like he's like, oh, let's go and get uh, some food. And she's like, I'm getting married, Peter. Just because you show, show you know you showed up to my play once doesn't mean I'm just going to turn around. And obviously he's making a try of it because he thinks he's got time now to to do these things. Yeah. Um, and. She she calls him to talk to him, and this is she, she wants the heart to heart. It's like, do you love me? And he says no because he wants to be Spider Man again, and he he's like being the whole all the hero choice. And I like that his powers kick back in uh, when MJ's in trouble. It's kind of a nice little touch. Yeah, yeah, it is nice. And again, if we're comparing it to uh, the whole the impotent problem, the idea that MJ is the thing that gets him back on tracks, kind of a you know, it's amusing, isn't it? Yeah, it's just this. If we're going with that metaphor, it, it kind of works in with it, the idea that he needs his inspiration, he needs his muse to to perform, yeah. as it were. Um, you know, and that leads, of course, to uh, him... What a part of the funniest moment in the movie, actually. Because obviously, he's had a No More thing, and they've, they've done the, you know, the famous front cover comic, you know, Spider-Man No More, yeah. with the, the, the suit and the, the trash can. And J. Jonah Jameson's like, this is where this is when MJ's been kidnapped, and he's like, "Oh, my my son's fiance has been kidnapped. Maybe I maybe I've done the wrong thing. Maybe I should have treated Spider Man better. Maybe he was a hero after all." And then the web comes in, steals the suit back, and he just turns around in the same scene and goes, "I knew it. He was a menace all along." I love that scene so much. I, I do as well. I have one really major editing problem that follows this. Go on. Because this is the bit where uh, Ox gone. Hey, meet me at this place at three. And then he's gone to get the suit, right? Yeah. And we cut from that into a news headline. Like a newspaper comes up, like Spider-Man's back. And he swings in through the headline. And I thought that was really strange because whenever you show a newspaper headline like that, it's always to show a day's past. It's like, this is a new day, new headline. Yeah, uh, clearly that's not the case here. It's not, but it was it yeah. was really strange to me because it took me a moment to remember that, hang on, this is the same day. Yeah, I, I I mean I never even thought about it, but I, it's just it's just their way of celebrating that he's back and this. It is. Them. It's just it, it just break one of those. It's it's almost like a rule where you know these headlines they always represent days passing. Whenever you see a montage of headlines come up, it's like okay, look, this is a, a month that's gone by. Yeah, I mean, I guess the closest it could be would be the evening edition that day. It's yeah. the evening evening 
edition of the right, which is still too late because he yes, has to be there by yes. three. It's like it's it really bothered me because it was just an I'm, editing choice that like, just seems gonna, strange. I've got to be honest, this feels nitpicky to me. <laughs> oh no, I'm not going to lie, isn't it picky? This is nitpicky. But when it took me out at the moment, and I was like, wait, what? Because because I had to think about what they'd done because of this rule. Okay. It just okay. strange. Um, so we have the second big fight with the, obviously the first one was at the bank when uh, Spider-Man comes in and helps Aunt May this is where Aunt May like, sort of flips her opinion on Spider-Man and she gets to have a little action moment she hits him in the head um, kind of thing and that, that seems quite fun it's good I'm going up and down the side of a building really yeah, fun and good. inventive uh, I really especially like the whole uh, kind of T-Rex style of like hearing them come like the, you know the, the workers inside yeah, the building yeah the, the thuds the thuds yeah and like what the, hell is, what the hell is that and then he's like you know coming up and the idea that his claws are actually getting into the building as he's going up yeah it's nice but, um, but yeah now this action sequence here that takes place here and then they eventually fall onto the train and they're on top of the train and they're going up the side of the train uh, and then eventually, the the he, he messes with the train. He breaks the he puts it up at full speed. Breaks the, all the the consoles so that no one can do anything to it. And Spider Man has to save the train that's heading towards a dead end. Uh, it's a really weird dead end. I'm not sure why there's a dead end in there, but uh, I get it. the the reason yeah. is that the station that they went past was supposed to be the final stop. And the extra track was just the bits where the trains can you know, turn around. Oh, sure. sure. That just... was that was just the end. That was the, literally just the end of the line. That's where it was meant to be. I guess I just typically think of you. You'd always build a train in a loop. They never do. Very rarely, because trains. Because it has to be quite a big loop for a train to go round. Oh, but I'm I'm thinking of this like a subway kind of thing, and subways are typically in loops because because it's a monorail and it's in the city. I'm thinking of it as being. Oh, okay, I get you. I I I always think of lines. So. Oh yeah, obviously lines that are going across the country. Yeah, that's not in a loop. Yeah, Obviously. yeah. Obviously, but, but I, I think that's just what this one was. It was just it was okay. just a line. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I just I don't know. I, I assumed it'd been a loop, but uh, I'm not the one who designed to say. So <laughs> clearly. Um, but no, it's, it's a really exciting sequence. Uh, a couple, all on a couple of his facial expressions when he's uh, yeah, yeah, the concentration the face. Uh, but the actual saving and then the, the idea of like uh, like the, the train driver <laughs> like giving him. Right, because he tries to stop up with his feet at first, and he's like, "Any more bright ideas?" And he's like, "Yeah, I've got a few. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna pull down this building." Yeah, um, but no, the whole sequence is very exciting. It's really well shot. You, you never get a feeling like you can't follow what's going on, despite the fact that you've got these two characters who can do extra yeah, agility you, things. You're swinging, you're sideways at points. Yeah, you, you've got, you're, you're upside down at times. It's always like you, you know exactly what's going on you know exactly what's going on it is a really good well-filmed action sequence where you understand the geography of everything at all times which is yeah. really impressive it's something that a lot of modern superhero movies are forgetting to do um i think that's it though it's because it's centered around an object you can recognize it's a train you can you can just see it there's an object to it to work around whereas a lot of modern ones just typically i feel do you know here's some dust it's the kind of CG, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's really hard to get geography because even if the the actual choreography of whatever they're doing is great, there's no context to put it against. Whereas here, you've got a train, and yeah. obviously it helps that they use the train that actually interacts with it. It's, but... it's, it's why scenes like this one, the ending of Avengers, that final whole thing in New York, these play really well because you understand where you are the whole time. Uh, Batman v Superman end fight scene is atrocious because it just feels like a video game cutscene because they're just standing in front of a cloud. Yeah, exactly. Time. It's it's even even when you when you've only got floor, it it doesn't work because it you've doesn't. got nothing. You've got no. You, you haven't even got depth really. 
No, you, you can't don't. judge anything here. You can see the space. Yeah, and they're literally standing against CG. And well, there might be moments in this where it's all CG, and maybe moments where the backgrounds are real, but the characters are in the train CG kind of thing. Like, it's mixing techniques. It makes it feel like you're really kind of there, even if it's not always photo-real. You still feel like you understand yeah. the, the entire surroundings at all times. That's it. Uh, CG's pretty good for the most part here. For the most part, it was the odd time where some of uh, like Doc Ock's arms were occasionally a little bit... Yeah, iffy, yeah, yeah, a bit. But... And, and uh, the helicopters at the very end. Yeah, they looked a bit weird. They did. Odd. Uh, definitely, it feels like a step up from the previous movie. It's only been two years in real time, so it shows you we're right at that cusp of things getting yeah. really impressive. But um, so that's that's good. Uh, but the end of the train scene is really good because you know his mask is off because it got burned, and he took it off, and all these people that carry him inside. There's, there's that great shot of he's about to fall forward after he saved the train, and the hands come through and like hold him up, yeah. and the, the, the people of New York help him. It's this idea that the people of New York owe a debt to Spider-Man and they have this relationship with him. Uh, and I really like this idea that, like, you know, a group of, like, 20, 30, you know, strangers in public basically all say, we never saw anything, put the mask back on. Yeah. To be fair, he takes his mask off in public a lot in this film. He does. But I'm, I'm not going to let that tarnish this good scene. <laughs> no, no, I agree. It's, it's, it's a nice scene. It was just something I was noticing a lot. Like, uh, the one that really stirred me was uh, on the way to MJ's play. Where he, he takes them out, he gets in the car and pulls the mask off and carries on driving the car. It's like, mm. yeah, but there's there's plenty of traffic cameras around here. I, I'm sure. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's 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 fair. He's a, he's a little bit willy nilly with it. Um, but, um. <laughs> Honestly, I, I do really like this train sequence and everything in it. After that, the movie kind of loses me. I get a bit bored. I don't like there's parts I like about the obviously we have the Mary Jane's in trouble she's been kidnapped by the villain I do like that the villain has this kind of like he has a moment of kind of realisation and he he ends up doing the right thing he like sort of sacrifices himself to save everyone I like that uh, it makes you feel a little bit different from Goblin and um, although I did to go back to his origin because we never really spoke about his origin it does kind of bother me that it's like okay the arms have an AI that might overtake him Okay, so I've got this chip that stops that from happening. Why is it chip ex- breaks? Why why is it exposed in the back of his neck? Like yeah, eh, it's a pretty... anyone can hit that and it could it'd be done. I don't yeah, know. It just... no, I know what you mean. It's just strange, isn't it? That feels a bit. I mean, they make us care a lot about because his his wife dies and we we get. I mean, it's only one scene with them where you see how much they love each other, but it works. It's enough. You, you it's get... a pretty good sequence where the wife dies. Actually, you know the the, the glass. The, you see the glass coming towards yeah. her. Feels very Raimi. It's just a, a touch cheesy, but effective cheese. In fact, speaking of uh, vintage Raimi, the scene where Doc Hawk's in the hospital and he wakes up in the arms like kill everyone. Yeah. All the doctors. That is like super Sam Raimi. That is like him doing like an Evil Dead sequence with uh, all the arms coming after everyone. Even the guy yeah. picks up a chainsaw. It's like here, this guy did Evil Dead. Gonna enjoy yeah, this. yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, so that, that was that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Um, but yeah, so. So yeah, no, the, the final of the movie, I like some of it. Um, I think it, honestly, it, it it works. Like nothing about it is blatantly. No, bad. that's the thing. It's it's fine. It just feels very much like after we had this really inventive, impressive train sequence and all that stuff. This just feels like uh, we're just going to do the standard stuff to end it off now. It's really so. Honestly, I can't blame this one too much because I feel like that, people often talk about Spider Man 2 being kind of the birth of the modern superhero movie. Cause, and I, I do think, because we talked about how the first one felt a lot more dated, I don't think this one does as much. I feel like this one is the. 
a lot of the elements that we felt were dated in the first one, I feel like have advanced in this one, and it does feel like the start of the modern superhero movie in a lot Agreed. of ways. Um, I, and unfortunately, one of those things that it started, it's not quite a beam of light going up to the sky, but it's very similar. It's the, the ball of light that's going to erupt and suck everything yeah. in. Um, yeah. I mean, at least to its credit, this ball of light was previously established in the film. Oh, it was. No, absolutely. It was established. Whereas most yeah. of them, it's just, oh, here's a beam of light now. And, you know, it just comes out of nowhere. Whereas this was actually established yeah, as, no, that's fair. this is something. That's fair. But I do have to begrudge it because I feel like so many, not even just superhero yeah. movies, just so many big budget blockbusters now have had this at the end. And it, oh, it's so uh, overused. No, now. no, you're right. It's it's awful. Bugs the shit out of me. But it, it works well enough here because it does give the it does give Doc Ock this, like, redemptive kind of moment where he, he realises himself for a minute. And I, I like that thing when he, he calls back that, you know, uh, brilliant but lazy line. Because he sort of sees yeah. that Peter Spider-Man is like, oh, brilliant but lazy, I like, like, he realises, yeah. no, he's not lazy, he's just busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, too preoccupied. Yeah, he, he's got his, uh, his work cut out for him. Uh, and, and MJ sees his Spider-Man and I, I do actually like him catching the, the, the whole wall it was an impressive feat of strength like kind of yeah. holding that yeah, up yeah definitely uh, that's all fine and well it's after this where it kind of stumbles it's the I'll call the it multiple the, endings the epilogue scenes I feel like yeah. it stumbles a bit first we have him and MJ on the web and they have the kind of heart to heart where he's like oh this is why I could never be with you because you know I'm always going to have enemies I'm always going to be Spider-Man and I do like that he's declaring that he's, he's made the choice like I'm Spider-Man I'm always going to yeah. be... I can't, I can't let things happen and not be... In fact, we never mentioned in the, the burning building scene that it, it saved the kid, and he, it was really hard to do it, but then he finds out afterwards that another person died in their end. Yeah, and it was... If he was Spider-Man, he could have just swung in through the windows and... Got them out quickly, yeah. Yeah, wouldn't have been a problem. So there's consequences to that choice, but... So I like that he's made that choice, but again, this is where the, my, my rage at the, oh, but, like, you're in too much danger, bollocks. Like, because... I like that at, le- at the very least she brings this up when she sees him again later. But I'm like, it's her choice if she wants to be in that danger. It's not yours to make. You're, you're babying mm. her here, basically, was was my thinking. Um, but that plays out. She lets him down and she goes and hugs Astronaut Man. Um, because, like, I know his name. I don't know. <laughs> the astronaut. Mm, no idea. Some, something Jameson. So the worst part is, mm-hmm. I don't even recall it being Jameson. It must have been. No, no, but that's what I'm thinking. I feel like it must have been. But when he was introduced, you know, to the the the, the crowd at the party, yeah, I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, the crowd. Yeah, the, the party scene where uh, where Harry's getting drunk and he's like, "I want to kill Spider-Man. You're not a friend of mine." That's <laughs> it. Oh, I hate Harry. Yeah, his his sort of dark side turn. It felt really thin in the first one. It still feels really thin in this. Um. Uh, so you have that epilogue then you have the Harry epilogue which is the he starts to hear the voice of his father and he's like avenge me son and we get to see Willem Dafoe which is nice enough and he finds the secret hideaway that's got the goblin suit and all the gear and the the glider Um, yeah and it's very you know come back for the third movie because that's what it's going to be about partially yeah I I did think also in terms of mentioning dodgy effects you know he throws the knife and it goes through the the glass and Mm. comes past the camera I thought that looked really weird. Yeah, it looked a bit off. That's fair. Um, so we have that epilogue scene, and then we have the oh, it's the wedding day. You know, wedding bells are ringing, and MJ's. Yeah, yeah. Restaurant. There's only one way this can possibly go, isn't there? Yeah, and I have no problem with her leaving the guy at the altar. I I probably wouldn't have put them in this position. Uh, like I would, I would have probably have had her end the marriage with Astronaut Man 
like after the sort of the finale scene rather than at the wedding. Yeah, but it's worth it to get Jameson's responses. Oh yeah, call the caterer, tell him not to open the caviar. <laughs> I love how he just, he just doesn't give a damn. No, he just cares about the price. He's like, no, no, no. Because yeah, no. yeah. earlier on in the movie, he's trying to get talking about plastic flowers. He's like, no, these flowers are too expensive. Yeah, yeah. Let's get plastic. Um, but he, she, she she makes the choice. She sends him a note and he just looks pissed. And I'm like, why do I care that he's pissed? He's just, he's much like Kurt, he's just a plot device. He's just there to be the, the other guy. But even less so. We've seen yeah. him about twice. Uh, you know, yeah. The only notable scene we've seen with them is when she like makes him do the upside down kiss because clearly she's got a thing for Spider Man. Um, yeah, and that, that's the whole thing. But we have the cheesy running, and I remember thinking this was bad at the time. Like I, I liked the movie a lot when it came out, and I still like it quite a bit. But this running through the street in the wedding dress, and it's the it's the the the, the wedding music. You know, the the walk down the aisle yeah. music. It's the the over the top orange glow they've given it. They've given it the extra glow. The Dutch angle. She's smiling as she's running and lifting up her. Th- it just all of it feels so super cheesy. And I was like, oh my god, you're you're dragging me out of this movie, kicking and screaming at this point. Yeah, you just go and just end. Just yeah. just go credits. And she goes and sees him. And I will admit, the she she basically says, right, okay, look, it's my choice, and I don't care. We're going to be a thing. Deal with it, Parker. Um, I do think her use of Tiger in this movie is much more effective than the first one. I would agree with that. Because they hear the, the sirens, it's like, she knows he's Spider-Man, she's like, yeah, go get him, go get him, Tiger. And it's this, you know, nice call to the comics fans and whatever, and he smiles because, oh, hey, like, I've got it all. I'm Spider-Man and the girl knows about it and it's it's nice. And, he, you know, we get the, the you know the happy shots of him swinging through the city with the, the fake-looking helicopters. And... This is a fine ending. The idea that he gets her at the end and he swings off into battle knowing that, okay, not everything's fine, but some at least one thing's been sorted out. I've still got money problems. I thought it was kind of weird how we never had another scene with the uh, the landlord's daughter because we have that whole thing where she gives him the milk and the cake and yeah. she's got a crush on him and we just never see her or the landlord again after that. So he's in the first half to show how shit his life is right now. But there's never any kind of resolution to any of it, which is weird. Unless there was something on 2.1 that I didn't see. No, 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 that was it. I mean, there is something... In two, I'm fairly certain, seeing as you haven't mentioned it, is in 2.1. But we'll get to that in a minute. But it's, it's nothing to do with this. Okay. But no, no, that's it. She's just gone after the cake. And was like, man, was the cake that bad? <laughs> did, she, did she actually just try and poison him or something? Is that what he's thinking? Uh-huh. He's like, I'm scared away from that crazy bitch. She's trying to kill me. <laughs> But I want to criticize the ending because I do think the final shot is a bit of a downer. Like I feel like the whole movie, his life's been so shit, but he gets this one big victory where you know Mary Jane and him are finally together. She knows he's Spider Man. We've have this happy ending. Whereas no matter what else might be going on, at least this core thing that makes him happy is is being achieved. And it cuts back to her looking out, and she has like a sort of look in her face, like, "Hmm, did I just make a mistake?" Fade to black. Credits roll, and I'm like, "What is that ending?" Yeah, yeah, it's strange. At the, what, what was the choice? Like, I, I get that you're maybe setting up a thread for the third movie, but you've already done that with Harry. We've got a dark thing in there. I don't understand why after two movies of... I mean, they assume we want them to get together. I mean, given it's those two, and I think they're miscast. Not so much, but... <laughs> like, it just feels so weird to me that we end in this shot. And 
I don't want to be too negative because I actually do like the movie a lot. I think it's better than the first one. I think the yeah, action's yeah. very good. I think the overall plot of him, like Spider Man No More, deciding that he has to be Spider Man, I think all it's, that works. It's more interesting all. ultimately, isn't it? Yeah, it's a more interesting superhero plot. Um, and as much as some things do feel like they're kind of better versions of the first movie, they're better, so it's hard to kind of complain. Yeah, yeah, just. It- just makes the first one seem worse almost yeah. outside of mary jane being captured again for the, the third act i just felt like oh damsel in distress again yeah it just felt lazy didn't it yeah that felt like- it feels like they, they really don't know what to do with her as a character so it's like ah i just have to be captured it'll be fine yeah it's basically her purpose she, she's there to be the love that you can't have and then be the damsel that's it be captured and date someone else because that's spoilers, both movies spoilers and the third movie She's in the third act as a damsel in distress again. You know what? I don't even remember the end of the third movie, but I'm gonna just—I just assumed that she was at this point. She is. She is. <sighs> oh god. Um, but no, there's a lot of things that really work about Spider-Man Two, and you can kind of see that it became, or it, it started the trend of what a lot of other superhero movies were going to be. Yeah. Uh, sort of throughout. Um, so, some for the better, some for the worse. Um, but you can definitely see a lot of influence that it had in a lot of movies yeah. going forward. Especially the Marvel movies, I think, more than anything. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Especially the, the tone. Like, the, just the overall, like, it's kind of fun. There's a lot of humour. It's not overly serious or dark, even though it has drama. But that's, that's it. I do think it has a bit better drama and probably a better villain than a lot of them. I mean, I like the MCU more f- in a lot of cases than I do this movie. But I do think Doc Hawk's a better villain than almost all the mm, MCU villains. Yeah, definitely more than most. Yeah. Yeah, there's one or two that aren't, but I feel like, I mean, compare yeah. to Ronin or compare him to Malekith or... I can uh, barely remember some of the other's names. Uh, uh, Ironmonger from the first Ironmonger. <laughs> uh, he Whiplash. wasn't as much... Ironmonger was less of a problem because he was the first one. Yeah, you, you get kind of you do you do kind of get away with it in your origin, which is why you typically, or at least I feel like you don't want to waste one of your better villains in the first movie. That's that's why I love that they don't get Joker till Dark Knight. Like it's not in Batman. Yeah, no, against, I, I agree. Yeah. It's like you know the first one, you get away with not having it as developed a villain because it's about your hero. I, I the almost, second one, there's no excuse. Yeah, there's all there's almost some superhero movies where I kind of wish they didn't even have like a big name villain in the first one. Like with Batman, especially, you could just have it be the crime. Like he yeah, just, yeah, fight the the mob. The mob bosses are the bad guys in the first one. You don't have to have the the and yeah, they didn't quite do that in Batman Begins. It kind of started that way to an extent, but uh, even that had to buckle into now. We need the big bad who comes at the end. But yeah, yeah, but um, for a lot of it, it was kind of crime. Like and, I, and I kind of wish some, some had the balls, to, at least in an origin. And admittedly, I don't want to see that many more origin movies now. I feel like yeah, just we're past it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Um, but no. So uh, here's here's something that I I didn't remember being a thing, and maybe because when I first, last saw Spider-Man Two, I had never heard of the character. But there was a Doctor Strange reference in this movie. There was, yeah. I also, I think it was in the same sort of scene. The my favorite other one was uh, the the thwip sound. Yeah, where he mm. mentions, uh, he, 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 I think it's him that mentions, he, he goes, oh, I use that as a, a title, he goes, oh, thwip. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. And obviously, that's the, the sound effect. It's, it's like, it's one, of, it's one of the few sound effects in comics that you know, really sticks out as that Spider-Man. It's like with Wolverine, you got snicked. Snicked, yeah. yeah. I, I, I reckon I snicked a lot more than I do that. Do you reckon? Yeah. I feel like, I don't even know what you meant there until I think oh, about okay. it. okay. Uh, it really stood out to me, that one. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, Snick, yeah. Snick's the only one that, like, if you say it, a sound effect in a comic that you associate with a character, Snick is the only one that really springs to my mind. Snick, Bamf is obviously, you know, if you're teleporting. Pre- oh, Nightcrawler, yeah, so. for Nightcrawler. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, and I always think Thrip to do with Spider-Man's webs. Mm, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... A scene that, seeing as when we were talking about Jameson and all of his antics that you didn't mention, I'm assuming it didn't make the cut, especially because I don't recall ever seeing it before. It's when he has the suit, you know, the Spider-Man. Obviously, they're the. Oh yeah, the no. suit. I've seen this on YouTube. Uh, yeah, but it's not in the. Yeah, he puts it, on yeah. the suit. He puts yeah, on parts and of he's it. dancing yeah. around, you know, pretending to be Spider-Man. He's got everything on, but the but the mask. I oh, totally get why this was cut because I was like, "What it, the hell is going on?" It's too goofy. It is. It's too and goofy. I don't know if it's actually J.K. Simmons in the suit because his, his head looks way too big for that. Like when you're watching it, mm. his head looks way too big, and he's just jumping around the tables, being Spider-Man. You got all the the other three people from the from the office just staring through the windows. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah, I'm I'm okay with that not making the cut. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish. That it, I, mean, I get why it didn't because it, yeah. it really drove me like as amusing as it is just to watch it. It was like what this makes no sense. I, I think I think that's fair. I yeah, think that's fair. yeah. So because uh, obviously we spoke a lot about it in the last movie the the music. Mm-hmm. How did you find it in this one? But the same. Mm. I'm gonna go out and say it. It was better. I think there was a bit more restraint. It wasn't as overblown. Okay. Also, there was more times where it was just silence. Like there was actual times where it was just allowed to breathe. Like even uh, that whole opening of uh, Ox Origin, that whole segment is is all without music. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, I'll tell you what I like. I like the uh, the opening titles in this one because they, they 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 do a really fun thing where they use like comic art to recap the first movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's nice. And I think Alex Ross did that. Yeah, I can see it now that you said it. Yeah, I think Alex Ross did those. At least he did some of them. I don't know if he did the whole thing uh, off the yeah, head, yeah. but uh, I thought it was really fun. Uh, it, it almost makes me fondly remember the first one better than I actually do. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. You'd rather experience it through that than watch it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, but no, I I think Spider Man Two. It still has a couple of dated elements. I think. I think. Honestly, though, it, it's a much better movie than the first one that's hurt from the same decisions that were the biggest problems in the first one, where it's the cast. It's just the main characters. It's Spider-Man not having the having the humour. Um, but the actual story as a movie is pretty good. Yeah, and obviously the action is, is actually fantastic. The action is fantastic. I think so, there's maybe a little bit too much of the, the MJ stuff that doesn't play very well, and Harry's kind of quest for... Yeah, I mean, honestly... I just wish Harry wasn't in the movie. Just yeah. he, he adds he adds nothing to this movie at any point other than letting Peter go once Ock brings him to him. He's, That's uh, the only time he's relevant. Yeah, he, he gives Ock the thing he needs for his uh, for his sure, device. But that could have been anyone. Yeah, he he also he just he feels like a completely different character in this one because he he, st- he goes he walks in and he's like Nobel Prize oh oh and he's like no I'm going to be famous I'm going to be rich and he he, he just. He, it's yeah, like, and he never seemed to have these aspirations before. I barely recognise him, and that was kind of the thing. In the first one, he immediately remember that scene. In the first one, we complained a lot where he 
uh, he snapped at MJ because she said, like, "Oh, thanks for defending me, Harry." And she's like, "Oh, you, I'll be lucky if I'm half the man he is." And we spoke yeah. about how that was really out of nowhere. Like, I didn't really feel like he wanted to be anything like his father up until that point in the movie, and then all of a sudden we had that line. Um, it feels like they've went with that, <laughs> and that's he has always wanted to be like his father, but yeah, sure. but I just I just don't buy it. I don't buy it either. Um, I don't think James Franco's a bad actor per se. I just don't think. Uh, no, I've seen him be good. In lots of yeah. things, I, I don't think he is. I don't think he's well written. I think it's just the character's not that well written, really. Ultimately, yeah. yeah I think I think that goes for most of them, though. Frankly, uh, yeah. And I think it's a case of miscast with the, the two leads. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't think Kirsten Dunst is a bad actress, but I, I think she's wrong for the role of MJ. She she doesn't have that that fiery kind of intrigue that MJ should have. No, MJ is kind of. Uh, I mean, in the same way that this obviously plays with a lot of. You know the ideas of Spider Man's kind of like Superman. Mm. She is basically Lois Lane. Uh, in 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 attitude. Sure, she's not, obviously she's not a journalist. She's no, no, but in yeah. attitude, you know, she's got that. You know, go out there and get it. She doesn't. You know, mm. she, she's not. You know, moping around doing all this yeah. stuff, and that's just that. This isn't that character for for most of this movie. No, it's not. She she, she is kind of. She's moping because Peter seems to not care when he's really just too busy being Spider-Man, and then he's moping that he's upset her, and he's moping about not having money. There's a lot of moping. Yeah, and that's the thing. Obviously, Peter is his life's always kind of shit, but he doesn't just mope around. That's kind of the point. Like so much shit happens to him. Yeah, yeah. But he, he stays upbeat. So yeah. God, so, we're so going to tear the next one apart, aren't we? The the writing of Peter is definitely part of the problem, but I think. McGuire makes it worse because he has that mopey Absolutely. face that he just has like throughout yeah. the whole thing, um, and then the constipated face. Uh, but of course, all, all the positive I said we do really mean like the action is very good. The, the overall plot, the main Spider-Man plot is really good, um, yeah. and the villain's good. And uh, obviously, that train sequence is uh, is is up there. It's up there with one of the big best kind of yeah, superhero. It, yeah, that, that holds up as even by today's standards. You know, it's there's only a handful that probably really beat it outright. Yeah, yeah. Um, anything else we have not talked about? You want to mention any scenes that we've glossed over? No, I think we covered characters all. that we didn't really mention. I don't think we did missed any really uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, no, it's uh, it's better than Spider Man One. It holds up better. It, I still have problems with the the cast mainly and the way some of the characters are written. But as a movie on its own, if you, if if you take away the fact that it's supposed to feel like Spider Man as the as the comic book character, it yeah. rather holds up as a movie. It does. And obviously, one of my biggest complaints before was I, I was struggling to enjoy it because of the music, and that wasn't a problem. I didn't necessarily love the music, but it wasn't annoying me. It wasn't making me go, "I'm I'm not enjoying watching this because of it." I still think so it's that... not suited. Like I still think you, there's a much better score you could have had for this, but. Yeah, yeah, but there are times where I think it's quite suitable. Mostly the Ox stuff, actually. Yeah, the Ox theme is not bad. It, it does okay with the villain. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? But Spider-Man's, Spider-Man's theme, like, I just yeah, don't feel like yeah. Spider-Man, which is no, I agree shame. with that. Um, is it better or worse than that electric guitar thing from Wonder Woman? I don't know. It's better. <laughs> like, I, I, this doesn't suit Spider-Man, but it doesn't fill me with rage. Fair enough, fair enough. Which is good, because it plays a lot more than that theme played in Wonder Woman. <laughs> That is true. 
Um, and for the record, we liked the rest of the score in Wonder Woman quite a bit. It was just that, that one main electric theme. Just just in case you've not seen our Wonder Woman review, which we praised. We praised Wonder Woman a lot. We liked Wonder Woman quite a bit. Uh, yeah. So uh, you can check out that review. I'm sure I'll have a link for that in the corner because it's a recent comic book movie. Um, but no, that, that's uh, Spider-Man 2. Um, I actually am surprised. We, we went a lot shorter on this than we did the first one, which is weird. But I, I, I think it's because a lot of the problems that we have are just, it's the same problems before, so yeah. you might as well just go watch that one rather than us repeat them yeah. again. And plus, then the ones they fixed, we, we've kind of covered that. It was kind of plot things. Yeah. Also, there was a lot less backlot shooting than this. There was one or two moments that I felt like, oh, this is a backlot, but most of it I didn't. There was less no, no, you're right. Again, this is the sense where this one feels much more like a modern movie, whereas yeah. the one before feels from a, from an era before. Actually, I'm curious. I'm going to have to check actually later if uh, this had like a much bigger budget than the first one. Like, did, did it go from being like a, just a like a ninety, a hundred million dollar movie to hundred and fifty, and that's why it feels mm. just a bit more modern? It could be. Yeah, it could be. Well, before we go, let's uh, rate the movie out mm. of out of ten, as we typically do. Uh, what did we give the first one? I, I gave it a seven. You gave it like a five point five. I gave it. A, I give it a five. You got a straight five. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm very curious then what your rating is going to be for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it, it's higher. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I said at the time that last one probably would have been a six if not for the score annoying me. So I mean, we can start. The score didn't annoy me on this one, so we can start straight away. That's a six. Right, but presumably it's also higher. But then, in obviously, respects. it's better. So uh, I think I'll go with a seven. You got a seven on this, all right? Yeah, I, I was debating the seven point five, but I'm not quite sure. That too much, too much Harry bollocks. <laughs> too much Harry bollocks. Um, I'm gonna go with an eight. Uh, I, I find it. I'm pretty sure that I've given this higher. Like way, way back when I first saw it, I think I gave it a higher score. But I'm going with an eight. Um, and I think I've clearly showed that it's a very good movie, but there are some key things that I still don't like about it. Um, but what is good is worth the the eight, I think, to me. That's fair. Uh, obviously, not in the next influx we have up, but we'll, we will be getting to Spider-Man 3 soon. Uh, I think next week is the plan. Uh, yes. we got two episodes this week, this is the first of two, and then next week I think we'll get two again, and Spider-Man 3 will be one of next week's two episodes. Oh boy, I've not seen... I, I, obviously, I've seen that one less than the first two. I've seen it once. I think I've seen it twice, but they were both back then. Yeah, I know. I saw it once in the cinema and never again. So, hmm. this is going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. I, I think it will be a very interesting conversation about Spider-Man 3. So, there we go. That is Spider-Man 2. Let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below, of course. Uh, like, subscribe, all that stuff. It helps us out. You can also help us out, of course, by going over to patreon.com slash TV. See some of the bonuses. One of which, of course, uh, for $1 a month, you get these episodes a week early. So if you're watching this on the YouTubes, uh, this is uh, the next one's already up on Patreon. In fact, if we're doing two a week, then the next... It's possible Spider-Man 3 might already be up. It is possible, yeah, if we, if we do that within the week. Just just uh, having to think of what, the, what, what we had scheduled. It yeah. might be there. Yeah. Uh, that is very true. I'm, I'm not sure. I may be afraid the, the, the later slot next week, actually, though. Uh, that is the later slot. I'm yeah. just checking, yeah. Just yeah. checking our schedule. Yeah, just off the top of my head. Uh, our mysterious schedule, which you're not going to know about. Yeah. Top secret. But uh, no. So uh, check all that stuff out. Uh, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz and stuff like that. And that is us. So thank you once again for watching. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Homecoming is good because I've got a funny feeling we're not going to like Spider-Man 3 that much again. So, thanks for watching, guys. We will see you next time.